This is this is fine. 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 This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. You guys, I got my Spotify wrapped for this podcast, and I am blown away. I am moved to tears. All I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This listenership This amazing community has done so much for our burgeoning Blossoming Baby Bird podcast. You have helped make my dream a reality this year. Thanks to you, we are in the top 10% of most shared podcasts globally and the top 15% most followed podcasts globally. I have no idea how that happened. We have been listened to in 20 countries. Holy shit. And your favorite episodes, according to the stats, were the Astro Lessons and Forecasts with Shannon. So we've got her in here in the studio today to give us a 2023 astrology forecast, a look at the year ahead according to the cosmos and celestial weather. The retrogrades, the trines and transits, the lunations... It's going to be action-packed, so we'll make sure that we bookmark sections of this episode so you can refer back throughout the year. This is our last podcast episode of 2022, so I want to take this time to acknowledge again just how much you've made our dreams come true over here at This Is Fine HQ. We're immeasurably grateful for your support. Every listen, download, share, message, every note that you enjoyed an episode, it means more to me than I can put into words. And I promise to keep the fun coming in 2023. All right, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's get Shannon in here to forecast our next year. Okay, Shannon, happy winter solstice. (laughs) Happy solstice. Thank you. Um, We're literally doing it live today. We've never recorded and published a same-day episode, so this is a fun first on this podcast and probably the closest we're going to get to a live stream for a long time. (laughs) So uh, thank you for playing along. Yay. Yeah. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> no, Play it along. We're, we're, we're just literally doing it live, clearly. Um, so uh, as per usual, just, you know, to honor our traditions, are you fine today? I'm fine plus. I love fine plus. That's beautiful. Yeah, feeling good. Thanks for bringing that energy here into the studio. <laughs> You're really like carrying me on your back today. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, we have a lot of fun in store for our listeners today. We're talking about the year ahead. This episode, I keep forgetting, is literally coming out today. So if you're listening today on the solstice, December 21st, like, yay you. And if you're listening a little bit later, you got a lot of time. You've got about 12 months plus (laughs) to hear all about 2023. But should we just get right into forecasting? Let's just get right into forecasting. And surveying the year, what I thought would be good to do, because we will have an opportunity to really break things down down into more detailed pieces throughout the year, that it's kind of like an overview and a vibe, you know? We love a vibe. (laughs) And really, I mean, maybe the most important thing happening this year is Saturn moving into Pisces. That happens on March 7th. Yes. And that's a big pace change. Yeah, We'll talk a little bit about 
the overview of Pluto. Pluto's going to dip into Aquarius. A little dip in the toe in the pool. A little dip <laughs> in the toe in the pool. And we'll be there for a couple months. And Jupiter changes signs. Okay. We're going to have Jupiter moving into Taurus. We love Zaddy Jupiter. <laughs> We're going to have the nodes change signs. Yes. Big deal. And a few days later, you know, we have Venus going retrograde. So those are sort of in in Leo. So those are kind of our bigger, broader strokes. Totally. And um, so, yeah, we'll just do a little bit. Love it. We got an action-packed year, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing, like, again, the biggest, probably the biggest influence is going to be that Saturn moving into Pisces. Mm -hmm. Again, March 7th, mark your calendars. And it will be there through, um, like, for about three years. It's going to be in Pisces for three years. And the, the important thing about Saturn and Pisces as opposed to any other sign, what makes it sort of different, (laughs) it has like a, Pisces has a different function for Saturn than it does, you know, that's true for any planet. But what always happens is Pisces is becoming home to a planet that's been very hard at work for about five years. So, Saturn, when it's in Pisces, it's it's always coming right off of having a heavy job, like the heavy load. It had to do a tremendous amount for five years right. as opposed to it, it doesn't really get a break, right? you know, as far as its rulership because it's in charge of both Capricorn and Aquarius. And just to kind of review, when Saturn is in Capricorn, it's sort of that structure, looking at what is and what has been. Right. So we're looking at the past and what doesn't work anymore. And then Saturn and Aquarius is hard at work building new. And this is where, you know, when we look at the difference between modern rulership and traditional rulership, Mm -hmm. it gives us a deeper piece of Aquarius. Aquarius kind of got... Um, shafted, shafted. <laughs> literally <laughs> exactly. the same time. Yeah. Um, by having it just, oh, Iran is this destabilizing planet, right? And and um, not wanting to be held down and independent yeah. and freedom. While Aquarian energy does have some of those energies, the Saturn aspect. We have to remember Aquarius is still a fixed sign. Yeah. It's fixed air, so it still wants rules. So Saturn and Aquarius is about building out the new. Like, Mm -hmm. where's the new structure? How do we expand where we are? But we're still putting in structure and foundation. Right. It's not just all chaos like Uranus. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so another way to look at this is whenever Saturn moves into Pisces, it's always the postlude of some pretty big hard shit happening. Right. So this has been going on from Saturn went into Capricorn like 2017. And December 20th, 2017 yeah. is when it entered Capricorn. Okay. So that was like the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, here I like we go. I remember where I was basically and I didn't, even, yeah. I didn't even know about astrology. That's funny. For me, it's interesting. It's just flashing right now. I feel like that was when I very first started posting on Instagram. Wow. I'm just remembering. So I'm like, oh, how do I write a post? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and I kind of hit my swing, you know, 
in that, that time. time. Yeah. Because I remember writing about Saturn moving into Pisces, or, or sorry, Cap. Saturn moving into Capricorn. Yeah, which was a big deal, right? Like we're yeah, coming into this big, big cycle. And then, so that was through 2020. Yes. yes. And then moved into Aquarius. And I remember moved into Aquarius. We were like looking at it. December you could 21st. see it. Yeah, that was the alignment, Jupiter-Saturn. Yeah. I mean, very important. Really big things happened as we're reflecting on the past. Right. What we're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. A few really big things happened. I mean, besides all the... <laughs> besides literally everything. Like every, <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, we had... Um, we had... it was co-present with Pluto, as well as Jupiter, right. and uh, we had the Mars joining, you know, so the there, there were some big <laughs> things happening yep. with that. Um, it also has been working a square with Uranus, with the planet Uranus, since yep. it's been, um, like, really, it's been a while, but that we're going to leave that behind, that Uranus-Saturn square is over, which is really, it gives that energy of this need for extreme control ah, versus okay. such a strong fight for freedom, it becomes rebellion. Yeah. And so, like anarchy. <laughs> yeah. And so, we really can see that. Like, okay. the people have gone so extreme yeah. in their views. And a lot of that is that Uranus-Saturn okay. um, control system. So, so, we're leaving that. We're leaving that. Cool. Love that. <laughs> Love that so for us. <laughs> that was a big thing. Yeah. You know, and th- the reason why I'm mentioning it, these Things don't always happen when Saturn is moving through the two signs that it rules. You know, it's always going to be something. It's always, you know, dad comes home from grumpy dad. (laughs) Or mom. You have that mom (laughs) too. But like the the parental figure just coming down hard on you. Okay. It's sort of that, oh, we got to get all this done. It means, well, like, I'm doing this for your benefit. Yeah, and but this, it also sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just hard. So we yeah. have that. We um, also, another big thing that happened, we mentioned it a little before when Jupiter joined with Sat- that first Jupiter-Saturn conjunction launching they only joining an air signs. Right. So that happened during this, and that's a bit more elevation, yeah. but it's still a little bit of like levity. We're still <laughs> hard at work. Yep. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there are other things, but those are the like off the top of my head. Those yeah. are some of the bigger, stronger, like we felt it, we lived it. Mm-hmm. So it's been like an, a cosmic marathon of sorts for yeah. like what's five, six years? Five years. Five years, yeah. It'll be five plus yeah. by the time we reach we that March 7th. So, um, a couple things of Saturn, Pisces. It is that um, sort of, we could say, repair. So, when Saturn's in Pisces, the focus is more on like the humanities wheel. So, like if you're going to the high school, like, am I going to do the structured font, you know? Yeah just practical track, or am I going to do, this is what I want to do, right. you know, that love. Also, I think art being a way of communicating um, without specific words, you know what I mean? Totally. Like that whole Marshall McLuhan, a picture's worth a thousand words, yeah. where we're communicating through art, like some of the greatest music, you know, can, I think of just the 60s, like yeah. when Saturn was in Pisces during the 60s, and um you know, it's just different. So there's, again, more of a focus on humanities, art, culture. And again, it comes in as a cure to that 
um, sort of ditch digging practical shifts that we had to go through the last yeah. five years. Um, so, yeah, it's always a different world coming out of a Saturn Capricorn Aquarius cycle right. um, where things had a really serious tone yeah. in those five years. And then, yeah, it's like creative. And so that's a good thing. And the other thing, Saturn, when it's in Pisces, it helps to build your dreams. It's like a builder of, oh, okay, I have some structure, but I'm mm. I'm not um, having to work so hard for, you know, literally revolutionizing humanity's thoughts and perceptions. <laughs> like we get to sort of, you know. Chill a little bit. Chill a little bit. And then another big thing to bring in um, that, you know, is an interesting, like this is a bigger topic, but I'll just bring it in, is that. Uh, Saturn will be co-present with Neptune Ooh. through its entire journey through Pisces. track through Pisces. And then they move together. They both cross Aries together. Cute. Um, Saturn <laughs> moves into Pisces, I'm sorry, into Aries on February 13th, 2026. And Neptune, I think, at like the end of January 2026. So that's a really big deal. So what we're talking about is Saturn-Neptune really for five years. Yeah. They will be co-present. They're going on a road trip. <laughs> for five years. Yeah. yeah. And it's a big deal because it is, um, they're very dynamically different. Yeah. Saturn is what's real. Neptune is Dreams. what's not real. Yeah, totally. The illusion yeah. reality. It's all those um, energy sort of merging. And also another way to look at Neptune, Neptune is like, um, yeah, it's the solvent. Okay. It's a dissolver. Yeah. So we kind of have this theme um, of a lot of these big control systems that came under that, you know, Aquarius-Saturn energy. Mm-hmm. Dissolving. Okay. And so that that's a good thing. Yeah. I you love know, that. I think too much control and just too, you know, yeah. we got we gotta work together, people. Yeah. Gotta you soften know. in some areas. Gotta soften. I'm not saying give up your ideals. Right. We stay strong in our ideals. But this is the beauty of Saturn and Pisces, is Saturn again brings reality. So there's a little bit of a um, how do I say that? It just kind of softens yeah. it's balancing the it out. edges. Yeah, yeah, totally. The blunt it's, edges of like Saturnian structure right. is now like softening a little bit with Pisces, which is like the most boundaryless <laughs> right. of the signs, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. There is zero boundary <laughs> Pisces. So as a Saturn and Pisces native, yeah. <laughs> I can speak to this. Speak Let's, your truth. <laughs> so... This is what I'll explain, like my my journey, which now I'm telling you is like my Saturn. I'm going into Your my second. second Saturn return, yeah. which I actually am inviting. It is one of those placements, I think, that can be unique, even felt on a Saturn return level. And the impact that Saturn and Pisces can have on general mass, it's that, again, boundaryless emotional nature mm -hmm. like emotions are rich and so people who are a little on the buttoned up side or feel like okay i'm in control i want to mm -hmm. be in control can feel a little 
destabilized emotionally. They they can feel like, where do I put these emotions? I have like all this emotional right. richness. I go, ah, it doesn't <laughs> work in a traditional standard way. So okay. the good thing is that's why, you know, spirituality we can look at with yeah. Pisces as well. That, you know, that also Saturn, Neptune. Mm-hmm. We can look at different spiritual, like the shadow side would be going to gnarly religion. Right, like institutionalized Saturnian. Yeah, trying to control spirit, spirituality, however you want to look at it, all the way to the other side of, um, you know, escapism Mm -hmm. and to, to, you know, just like not wanting to deal. Out of touch with reality. Out of touch with reality, but, and then Saturn giving you that little, you know, okay, tug right back back in. in. But... What it does, I believe at the end of the day, is it's trying to give you something to focus on outside of yourself, outside of what's in front of you. So whatever you call a spiritual path, I always use nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can be an atheist and, you know, I have atheist clients and somehow nature nature does seem to be their place. It's like, so you do have something yeah. that you can submit to that's bigger than you, mm-hmm. you know, just going surfing. Right. Is, just immersing yourself in the ocean. It's beautiful. Which is very Pisces. So Pisces. <laughs> you know, or, you know, going on a hike, mm-hmm. just connecting because you you are in that state of mind of knowing, oh, this energy is bigger than I am. Yeah. And I, so I don't care what it is. Like, I really don't care like what path you choose. For sure. But probably you will find comfort in adopting some spiritual practice of some some sort. It can okay. even be like, you know, I've probably said it on the podcast before, like my home base, um, my home base meditation is Vipassana. And, you know, the whole point of it is you're just observing, like that's it. Mm-hmm. So you can have a practice like that that's not bringing one drop of focus on light or focus on this. Right. So there's that. You're just scanning yourself. So that would be very, cool. you know, good. All the way to I want to open my pineal gland and I want to see everything that I'm not seeing with my, you know, with my eyes. Retinas. <laughs> my retinas. <laughs> I'm going to activate those the optic nerve of my pineal yeah. gland. That's going to be I'm amazing. like, say more. <laughs> yeah. That's going to yeah. be like to not just have it be flight of fancy. Right. You know, it's like, Make oh, it real. oh, this is real. And mm-hmm. so Saturn then I look at as a guardian. So like this kind of is perfect. My little, this is very Saturn and Pisces. You're, you know, I'm giving away Saturn Pisces because... I don't know if you edit these podcasts and put structure to them, but I flow over here and then I flow over there. Like that, (laughs) but it's all very real and rooted what I'm talking about. Totally. (laughs) You just got a lot to share. (laughs) A lot to share. Pisces has no limit. And and yes, we do edit usually, but not today. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. So welcome to Saturn and Pisces. (laughs) But the point I was going to make is that... um, like for me, you know, that's this, I went off and now coming back to being someone who has Saturn and Pisces for me and many Saturn and Pisces people that I know, um, like within my age and, you know, the younger generation, mm-hmm. those born in the like kind of mid, yeah, um, like, mid 90s, yeah. um, that we felt like that. <laughs> yeah. 
all the way up to our Saturn return. Ah, uh, okay. Like, we're over here, we're pulled in all these places, and, like, it just saved my life. Wow. My first Saturn return, and, of course, I was practicing astrology, and then just in absolute terror and fear, like, oh, it's going to get worse. <laughs> because also, remember, we lived through Saturn and the other two signs, like, right. oh, getting thrown about. Mm-hmm. And so what this does for those of you out there who have your Saturn and Pisces, so born in the mid-90s, you can look your chart up, or born in the mid-60s, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're born in the mid-30s, basically. <laughs> who in the knows? Early 30s, if you're, if you you're know, listening to this and you're born in the mid-30s, please hit me up. I want to yeah. know who you are. <laughs> early, yeah. Or, yeah. So it's, it's um, that would be their third Saturn return. Cool. But what it really did, um, f- again, for myself, was the opposite of what it can do to others, which is, ah, I have compartments for all of this energy. It's when I started doing, really doing readings super professionally. Right. Was in that Saturn return. I had a place, astrology mm-hmm. gave me a container for all of that other energy that I've right. been working with. Because okay. we, we've probably said this too, while I am a very structured, traditional astrologer, I channel like the, and I have been channeling and open since my very first memories, which wow. was when I was born. Like yeah. I remember being born, That's and so I remember crazy. having that connection. I could see everybody's everything, and just you know viewing it from more of a consciousness place rather than that human place. But that was a lot to work with. Yeah. Up until my Saturn return. No big deal. I'm just channeling everything from the universe. <laughs> but it wasn't easy. It was, For sure, it, yeah. It's not anything, you know, because, oh, that's so cool. It's like, no, really, really challenging, really hard to be in a body and have more yeah, than. I can and then, only imagine. And so here comes Saturn, you know, was my superhero. Who yeah. Who came like, who knew? Yeah. It's like, here, we're just going to structure this. We're not taking it away. We're just putting it in places. And so... The way I process that is like a human who does not channel in the way that you do <laughs> is like, okay, I've been scattered for a while. I have so much going on. I'm overwhelmed. Now, like a life coach or a planner or like a boot camp trainer, someone's going to come in and be like, here's all the stuff that you've been working with and now you're going to have some structure and you're like, oh, thank God. I've been so right. all over the place, so abundantly overwhelmed. And thank you for saying overwhelmed. Because yeah. that is the word. And That's this what is I got true from it. for everyone. Yeah. That you may find things slipping through the cracks like one drop at a time because this is... It's subtle over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're suddenly paralyzed yeah. and you can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking before this. I mm-hmm. love it. The waterbed metaphor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We were talking about waterbeds before this. Don't ask. <laughs> it just, how, where did that water go? Like you would suddenly. Yeah. When like, it starts to deflate a, a little bit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> where is it going? The, yeah. Where's it going? Like that's so bad. Like uh, it's somewhere. The ghost water has yeah, the left the water. realm. <laughs> like the era of mold. <laughs> oh my God. Actually though. <laughs> Probably mold. So anyway, okay. But so, yeah, yeah, so we get it. So basically, I hope the takeaway is things ease up. Mm-hmm. Love that for all of us, even if we're not having a Saturn return. And right. I do want to say for anyone listening who is about to go through their first Saturn return, all of you Saturn and Pisces natives, it's not that bad. I've been through a Saturn return. Shannon's been through. At least one, you're heading into I'm your second. Heading into my second. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something 
especially in pop astrology, that is painted as very scary and traumatic. And well, I can I? I'm going to interject. You're like, actually, it's bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, the difference is you. It really is specific to where your Saturn is. Uh, it's not. Fair. Yeah, your Saturn <laughs> is, where, is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's in its rulership. Okay. The other thing, like this is for everybody else, approaching a Saturn return, like for wherever you are, yeah, it just tabulates, like, what have you done? What haven't you done? Mm -hmm. That's all it's doing. Balancing out. So yeah. you can do the work. Like if you are astrology literate and mm -hmm. you know your chart and you are, I don't care how old you are, if you're a teenager, you're mm -hmm. in your early to mid-20s, just look at what it requires. What is, what are the energies of the sign your Saturn's placed in. You can do work ahead. Of, you can get your homework done early. Yeah. And then, in fact, Saturn rewards that. Yeah. And even if it's in a hard place, it will feel like it's working easier and more constructively rather than having to undo right. old things. You know, that where makes you haven't. Sense. And just to get another simple statement, it's just where have you been taking responsibility? Where have you not been taking responsibility? It's ah. so black and white, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, if you're a Pisces, a Saturn and Pisces individual, this is your time. Yeah, I think that it will help if you have felt pulled in many directions. You mm -hmm. don't know where to go. I do see that too. Saturn and Pisces people, they do a lot of different things before their Saturn return. And that does tend to be their their root moment. Ah, uh, like focusing in on the thing. And probably have many talents, mm -hmm. you know. They've been pulled in all the different directions. I'm yeah. over here and been judged for doing that. Mm -hmm. And now, oh, there it is. Or they judge themselves. Like, why can't I find my thing? Yeah. You know, and luckily our culture is shifting. I feel like it does support not staying in one place yeah. to calcification. Totally. Where now we get to do more things and even big companies, like they actually look at you like, why have you been there for so long? Right. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's totally different than it's the generations different. past. Right. Yeah. But it's still, that's the, we're talking about internal feeling within the self, you know, so there's more of a self-identity. Okay. So, yeah, that, I think, I don't know. Is there anything more to say about Saturn and Pisces? Saturn I mean, and Pisces? One of the big takeaways I got from you is that this is a really good time, maybe if, like, you're setting a New Year's resolution to take up a spiritual practice, whether that's um, the type of meditation Shannon talked about. I can't remember the, is that a Sanskrit name? <laughs> no, Vipassana? it is not. It's actually the meditation that Buddha did when he became oh, cool. enlightened. Okay. But it's just basically, yeah, it's yeah. just scanning your body. Or what's the other one? Mindfulness meditation? Yeah, gonna, just download a meditation app. <laughs> just focus on your yeah. breathing. Focus if, on breathing, if that's what body you're comfortable scan. With. Listen to very elaborate guided meditations. Yep. Because we're going, we're supposed to be coming out of hard density. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to move into fantasy to nourish your spirit. Yeah. So Maybe there, also like take up creative endeavors this year. Would that be a, a fun thing yes, for people to creative do? Creative writing, yep. writing, writing what just happened. Okay. Writing your memoir. That's actually a really big thing. I've been working on a memoir for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's it. Cool. <laughs> well, ha and yeah. You'll probably hopefully lose judgment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll but yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I would love. So take up a spiritual practice, even if that's like, you know, meditation, getting out in nature, or just exploring more of your spirituality to like whatever extent that works for yes. you. Taking up some creative endeavors, creative writing. Would you say like art? 
would be a cool one to use it. Anything that feels good. Yeah. If we want to get technical, look at your fifth house ruler. Okay. What sign and planet are ruling your fifth house? Saturn. (laughs) (laughs) So there has to be structure. Yeah. Um, And any planets in your fifth, you know. But it's really going with your heart. Like, that's a big part of it, where you feel. Like, what makes you feel good and wiring that in? Yes. Okay. Oh, and I do just want to point out, if you don't know what your fifth house ruler is, you're going to want to look up your chart, which if you haven't already, I do have a link in the description for this episode. Enter your birth time, where you were born, and you're going to see like where your rising sign is on the left of the wheel. And then you're just going to count until you get to the fifth house. Find what sign that is, and then there are rulers of each of the signs. So, for example, Saturn is Capricorn and Aquarius. Then uh, Jupiter is Pisces and Sagittarius. I'm, like, trying to go in order in my brain. This is hard. And then Mars is Aries and Scorpio. Then Venus is Taurus and Libra. Then we get to the moon for Cancer. Right? Oh, no, I skipped Gemini. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Mercury. I'm you do your thing. Mercury is Gemini and Virgo. You started this train. I know. Now I got to finish it. <laughs> moon is Cancer. Sun is Leo. I think I just did all of them. So hopefully you just found your fifth house, what zodiac sign it was, and then correlated that to the ruler. And then you find that planet in your chart. So if your fifth house is Aries, then you find where Mars is in your chart. Did I do an okay job? There, I was, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Go look at your chart. Yeah. It, it's very easy to find your own chart. You can find it. <laughs> she believes in you. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing that, you know, is important, like really important, is Pluto will be changing signs. And this is always a big deal because it's the planet that stays the longest in a sign generally. It has a very large elliptic, so I can't, you know, it's it's anywhere from like, I want to say tw- maybe 12 years to mm-hmm. 28 years, wow. depending on where it is in that arc of ascension. So okay. it's, um, we've been Pluto Capricorn since 2008. Mm-hmm. So we are now moving on March 23rd, 2020, so 3 23 23 at 5 23 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, wow. All the 23s, 5, my, one of my favorite numbers. Yeah. Change in a good and the best of ways. Yeah. It will move into Aquarius for a very short time. A dip. Just for um, a few months. So okay. It moves to zero degrees Aquarius, and five weeks later, it's going to go retrograde, okay. and then it will move back into Capricorn on June 11th of the same year, okay, uh, 2023. And something I put of notes, like, oh, that's interesting. At the moment, it moves back into Capricorn. We're going to be having a Neptune-Moon conjunction at 27 degrees Pisces, which Whoa. is real. And Saturn, of course, is already there. Yeah. It's at the beginning. It's just like, where are you at? <laughs> Neptune, I know you're in there somewhere. <laughs> what are you guys Don't up to? Don't go hide in that <laughs> corner over there at 27. I can I can, I can, feel you. I smell you're you. very wet. I smell you. <laughs> you're very wet. This is very humid in this room. It was so oh dry God. in the last room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I'm I'm mentioning this because it kind of, we look at those charts of when the moment of something happens, it isn't just the planet changing. We have a lot of information we can harvest of what that looks like, how it's informing 
you know, how it moves through. So that Neptune, I mean, the moon kind of has a Neptunian type vibe, vibe anyway, yeah. you know, because it's not looking at being bound either by mm-hmm. the, you know, temporal world. It's satelliting around the temporal world. And so anyways, and we have that Pisces. So there's a bit of, I don't know if we'll see me being unique in this, but I see hope in it because it's like, don't forget, don't forget as I go back into Capricorn, into kind of that rocky terrain. place, yeah. <laughs> that rocky terrain, um, you know, that that we, st- we still are moving towards something different and better. Okay. You know, and so I just wanted, it's like, oh, what a beautiful moment. Yeah. So that feels really nice after the past few years. Yeah. (laughs) Some hope. And then Pluto will go into Aquarius for the long haul Mm -hmm. um, on January 20th, 2024. Okay. Through March 8th, 2043. Wow. Okay. So there we go. That's a new era. That's a new era. We're creating a new era. And the other thing I wanted to kind of... um, mention before I, you know, maybe it'll help explain Pluto and Aquarius, Mm -hmm. but I put in the Pluto and Leo. Oh, yeah. So, Leo is opposite Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So, that's going to be something interesting for our Pluto-Leo generation who Mm -hmm. are in their 70s. Like, they're older, but they're going to be having a Pluto opposition. Interesting. And again, this is not like one of those easily tracked, okay, when you're a brown 42, you have a Uranus opposition. When you're 29, you have a Saturn. It's not as easy. So Mm-mm. it's a little bit unique. Okay. So the thing I wanted to mention, again, hopefully this will help explain Aquarian energy, but it was that Pluto and Leo generation. So it started basically 38 and ended in 58. So people born in that time are considered the Pluto Those and Leo are, generation. Yes. And kind of like boomers. Just a little cut, well, they are the boomers. Yeah. Those are the boomers. Yeah. Pluto Leo is a boomer thing. And there's a couple months at the very beginning between February and June where it like slipped back, back in yeah. to Cancer. But um, pretty much we can, yeah, say between 38 and 58. Pluto was in Leo. Mm-hmm. And this, more than anything, like one of my biggest takeaways, it was that, you know, Leo as like the ego yeah. nature, the ego force, putting people on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like this was when, you know, we look at all of, um, you know, like Hollywood and famous people. Like that was really when that was born. Interesting, People yeah. being put in this placement and the glamour and the creating this false world. Like hierarchy. And hier- hierarchy, for yeah. sure, does well under Leo energy. Mm-hmm. And Aquarius is literally the, the antithesis of yeah. that. And so in Aquarius, we have sort of the, well, I I look at it at, you know, I was born with Pluto in Virgo. Yep. So for me, you know, opposite that Saturn, like my yep. Saturn's a little tricky. It has like it's opposite Saturn Uranus. So yeah. that Saturn Uranus and Virgo, to me, it's like humility is the mm-hmm. cure for the over overindulgent self-absorption kind of energy. Yeah. 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 And giving people pa- idol mm-hmm. like idolatry of individuals. Yes, yeah. exactly. It literally is. Yeah. We can say. And of course, I'm speaking in extreme terms. For sure. Where, just to illustrate you know, like what this energy could be at its most. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So where, um, like, it's interesting because monarchies do really well with <laughs> interesting. 
saying, yeah. <laughs> like Pluto Leo. They don't do so well in Pluto Aquarius. <laughs> you know, because it literally is that energy of... Um, you know, kind of dispersing the power to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're we're really looking at, you know, sort of that energy, and we kind of get a glimpse of it. Okay. You know, and the thing when Pluto, um, Pluto and Aquarius, we do look at um, advancements in technology. Duh, mm-hmm. this isn't a hard one. Um, like that was the Industrial Revolution was right there. Oh, cool. So we can think. So that was the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius was Mm -hmm. the Industrial Revolution. Exactly. And that was between 1778 and 1798. Cool. So we can see a 20-year... Yeah. Like it was a good, long um, It was right after the um, Revolutionary War. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I know we had the French Revolution, I think, during that time. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not the the history person. Same. But um, <laughs> I know the planet Uranus was discovered, which is another, like, Amazing. let's give it to Aquarius. Oh, that you makes know. sense I now. Don't know, I don't think they did that then. I think it was done later. But anyways, <laughs> But it fits, yeah. <laughs> it fits. So, um, you know, it's really good for rapid technological advancements cool. for that shift and change, which we already can see it, yeah, right? it's coming. Like, <laughs> it's coming, because that's the way these things work. The, the, the energy is preset yeah. to really take off. So, so we have that, um, which we'll see. And just again, we part of this too, like Saturn's been doing its work. This is where we go, okay, Saturn, you're not so bad. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for setting some systems up. And, you know, so when Pluto comes into Aquarius, it already did some groundwork. Yeah. Like it's been, it, it, Saturn's going to be ready for a vacation <laughs> in Pisces. <laughs> On the beach. <laughs> but it is more, because we know Aquarian energy is more about humanity and what's right. good for the, the whole. The collective. The collective, yeah. not just for the individual and individual rule. And so we kind of see that setting up as well, right? Within like, I, I am not a monarchy expert. Right. But there's a lot of. There's shit going down. There's shit going down (laughs) in the monarchy. And even I know, again, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but like King Charles is already, like he's shut down a lot of the old school system since he's become king to Uh like, no, we're not going to put money in this. We're not going to put money in that. He's already starting to change that money construct. Cool. You know, so we see that starting to happen. And he's reducing. That's what I remember. Uh, He's reducing. Retracting, yeah. Um. Or contracting. That's what I'm looking for. Just um, pulling it in. Well, he's reading. Yeah, he's reducing it. He's literally taking people out of who has access to some of these, um, you know, royal pleasures. I don't know. Is that because he's he's a Scorpio? He's just like, "Ah, my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just South Nodes and Scorpio. He's very aware of the cost of it, you know? And I'm not, believe me, I'm not like some royal fan here. I'm just. You know, yeah, this taking, is how we explain and illustrate. Taking note yep. of, oh, he's already gotten the memo, you know. And so, yeah, that's uh, something that will maybe help the monarch. Uh, like monarch system. Uh, structure yeah. stay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if, if they adapt. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyways, it's... That Aquarian energy is technology. It's like a whole, I think we should do a podcast just on Pluto going into Aquarius because I know I've like 
peppered, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've said it out loud, like in front of a microphone. But the, <laughs> Now's your time. <laughs> like transhumanism, like that's ah. an issue we're going to be looking at. Okay. And looking at technology interfacing with humans, you know, that's... That scares me. <laughs> ...going to be a thing that we're going to have to be conscious about. Okay. And then here we have Saturn and, and Pisces. Pisces. Uh, sure. For sure. Not? Yeah. Inject <laughs> me with this and that. Sounds and, cool. <laughs> yeah, sounds cool. Give me some nanites. Put, put that whatever it is in my head, the, <laughs> the chip. <laughs> Love but, that, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's just we're going to have to look at it. Okay. You know, that, that's the thing. It will be a topic. Okay. That will be a topic. Uh, um, Technological food, you know, we still have a Whoa. few years of Uranus and Taurus. Oh, yeah. So we're looking... Food supply. Food supply. Yep. You know, and innovation coming to maybe actually save the day, you know, okay. but knowing like that back, like which side is it on? Right. You know, luckily, I think the Saturn and Pisces will help us see the bigger ramif- ramification that like what's the bigger The big picture. Impact. Yeah, totally. And so we come up with some balanced solution. We love balance. Yes. So that, yeah. Okay. Little so taste. We got a taste of Saturn. We got a taste of Pluto. And now we've got some Are we nodal. ready for a little Jupiter? Oh, Jupiter. How could I forget Jupiter? So Jupiter will be changing signs. It's like really moving fast. We're entering the year just at the time of this. Um, like today you when you're recording. listening. Yeah. Happy solstice. <laughs> Um, it just days ago went into Aries, Jupiter Back. into Aries, yeah. and um, we'll just skip right through um, until May sixteenth. So it moves pretty pretty quickly for its regular track. So, and then it kind of normalizes. So okay. Jupiter, that planet of expansion, who's also been, I mean, Earth air quote, superheroes have been busy. Yeah. Like all the big ones have been busy doing big work to try to balance us out, you know? And so it gets through Aries and then May 16th, like I said, through 2023, through May 25th, 2024. So here we go back into, ah, it's in um, a sign for a long time, for its year, for its normal track. Okay. Or general, generally normal track. And so what's nice about this, because we've had so much change, so much shift. Right. You know, I think that, um, you know, it kind of slows things down. We know that because Taurus slows things down. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so Jupiter's expansion is slow mm, and okay. solidified. So we can look at this as an integration time, an integration cycle, integrating all all that rapid change and shift and the new rules of the past few years. So it's sort of, this is where we'll see like within our own worlds and and the outer world, like, okay, we see what tracked and what didn't track, you know? And so um, it's nice. I think in general, Jupiter isn't, you know, it wants to just expand away and hits Taurus and like, come on, move a little faster. But now it's like, oh, this is the perfect balm. This is what I need. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that um, Jupiter and Taurus will help Saturn and Pisces. Okay. Because Saturn can then see... From a sextile. Jupiter. Yeah. 
So it sees it. It can't see it. So Jupiter, because we know Jupiter rules Pisces. Mm-hmm. So this is a nice, um, that that help and working together, you know, because they're comrades on paradigm shift stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so there's a little bit like they joined at that, you know, December 20th, 2021, going yep. into um, Aquarius. Aquarius. Did I say that right? Or 2020? I can't. Anyways, it's like <laughs> one time, of those. Yeah. One <laughs> but it joined. It's like, okay, divide, conquer. We're doing this work. And now, ah, okay, we can root this, we can slow down a little. Okay. We still have a lot of stuff going on, I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't feel the same way. And okay. we have places to go, you know, and, you know, to go and retreat and to reflect. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another thing, you know, Jupiter and um, and Taurus. Um, another thing, it's like slows time down enough, it's like, oh, I can finally make those changes that I've always wanted to make, you know, when it's like we're overwhelmed, there's too much. This, again, helps that Saturn Pisces for the year. Right. So it helps in a constructive way. And it confirms things, you know, it it confirms what you thought. Okay. It brings it in. It stabilizes and grounds the needed changes. Cool. So that's my Jupiter and Taurus. So the Taurus is, it'll be really nice for Taurus, very beneficial, of course, for right. Taurus and the Earth signs in general. Okay. But don't expect rapid Yeah, it's not like Aries pace. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's better as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, slow, Because it's stable. long-term. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I think... Taurus, I think resources, food, kind of the Venusian things. Like, will we see expansion in those areas? What we'll see is um, changes. Because here's the other thing. Like, again, this is sort of a broad stroke, but I am going in, I guess, a little deep. (laughs) As I do. (laughs) Jupiter will come face-to-face with Uranus at some point. So there is still a little bit of a destabilizing energy in there. We're just looking at it differently is one thing that I would say. Okay. I think it's still a topic, but it changes things. You know, that's that's the best thing that I can say. I mean, maybe it, it uh, like there can be hope, but I don't think it helps us in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it's good. There's no instant gratification. No, there's. I don't think there's instant gratification, but yeah. for the long term. Okay, which is better have, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know. I just, um, like it just flashed into my mind, you know, we may see, we might, we might not see, but behind, you know, the research doors. Mm-hmm. Maybe over at SpaceX, I don't know, um, looking or NASA, you know, terraforming planets. Whoa. (laughs) Like, how do we feed people that are on Mars or wherever, you know, that I bet, well, space agriculture. Space agriculture. (laughs) Love that. That could be that. (laughs) And so we have breakthroughs in it. Okay. So we probably won't go live on another planet, but it helps for posterity's sake, you know. It's the beginning of that. Did you ever read The Martian? No. I think that's what it's called. Um, They made a movie of it, but um, it's an astronaut who gets stuck on Mars. Oh, well, I saw the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the book is so funny. I... um, I, like, actually cackled while I was reading it. But, yeah, growing all, like, the potatoes. (laughs) Yeah, potatoes, that's right. Oh, my gosh, that's what that reminds me of. 
oh my gosh. And he looked like he was of Irish descent. So I just can't help <laughs> it. It's like the, the uh, yeah, blood memory, the yeah. ancestral memory that <laughs> follows him, like Into his space. ancestors, like... <laughs> Can't escape Cut ancestral trauma. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> oh, I can't no. An accent. Oh, my God. But hey, it's like you want a good food to. I know, right? You know? That's like the Lord of the Rings quote potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. So okay. then the, ne- the next one that yes. I would want to cover are, it, and we'll just do the super light. Yeah. Um, the nodes. The nodes are going to change. So, what that means with the nodal change, it's. Also, change of eclipses. Yes. So, where all the the rapid work is getting done. So, we're shifting from Taurus Scorpio yep. into Aries. Aries Libra. Aries Libra. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a lot about Scorpio Taurus this past year. And if you missed that episode, definitely go back. I think it's around 18, 19-ish. Um, but yeah, go back and like get a debrief on that. But that means that we're switching from that energy into a new energy this year. And so... Um, what we will experience is, and this is what can happen at the bookends of the cycle, um, we'll get an out-of-sign eclipse. So we start to feel this in um, spring mm-hmm. that I think that April? the, um, I don't know the exact day, mm-hmm. but the there's an Aries lunation that is... April 20th. And an eclipse. <laughs> so the 29 degrees Aries then? Yep, yep. April 20th, Aries new moon, 29 degrees, 50 minutes. So that, it's a partial eclipse, yep. but we still, the nodes are still in Taurus. Okay. On a 420. Hmm. <laughs> Escape. Yeah. <laughs> Escape in plans. Um, so we start to transition, but when we move just, you know, Aries is the self. That's where we're moving in Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, the North Node. So we know uh, this is another point. The solar eclipses will be happening then starting. It goes from basically mid-July 2023 through January 2025 um, for a year and a half. And so... These eclipse, the solar eclipses are going to be happening in the sign of the sun's exaltation. Ah, so that's cool. Yes and no. Because <laughs> again, um, you know, grasshopper. Um, <laughs> yes. Everyone's hearing this in real time, like me just the, absorbing your wisdom. <laughs> but what I what I was gonna say is sometimes you think, oh good, it's yeah, an exaltation. Ex- it's an exaltation. This yeah. is good. But we need to remember that it just gives more fuel and more energy for that to happen. So it actually amplifies the the eclipse. eclipse Okay. Because it's in the sun's exaltation. So the volume's getting turned way up. The volume's getting turned way up. Okay. Now. Not really. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a, it's a, so it's strong. But what we know is we are rapidly moving into, you know, strong. And I can make a statement right now, which, again, I haven't, like, written or thought it out. So I'm just doing it live. Welcome to the live. (laughs) That here we have Pluto dipping into Aquarius, and Mm -hmm. then it will settle in during this transit. Okay. And that North Node, this is the direction we're supposed to be moving. This is where we're supposed to be going. And what's expanding is an Aries. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
let me think about that. (laughs) You said the collective. What about me? (laughs) Yeah. It it will just, you're very aware of your own body. Okay. Because it's Aries. Mm -hmm. Like it's the self, the body. Well, it's a vital. Yeah. It's just that it's the vitality of the body. Cool. You know, and that energy and just, you know, I always look at, you know, you always see very strong Aries in like, superhuman athlete charts, mm-hmm. you know, Olympic charts. They're, they have usually some strong areas in there. So their bodies are intelligent. Cool, is, yeah. I guess what I'm saying. So sense. we are hopefully moving in to listen to our body. Ooh, I say, love that theme. <laughs> this works, this does not work. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to do my own research, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. figure out, and I'm going to listen to my own body. Yeah. I love that because you see so much on social media too, where people are, they're In desperate. both directions, yeah, by the totally. way. totally. And both they're like, sides. I just got to copy this person because they've got a, their skin looks good and they use this product. So I got to use exactly. this product, right? And so exactly. it makes me sad because I see a lot of people who are coming from a place of desperation, which is normal. That's not me judging. But like if you're sick or you're struggling with your skin or you're in pain, you're going to look at someone who said, I solved all my problems with XYZ yes. and then want to copy it versus finding something that works for you. And I know that that's part of the journey, but it's something that I've just noticed a lot more lately. And we can reflect back on that Pluto-Leo mm-hmm. because this is the first time Pluto is opposing itself since it was in Leo. Yep. So we're getting the other side of it. Wow. And at the same time, like this is a thing. I feel like we are all maturing because there are those places where it's like knowing about autonomy, but also not being really stuck in your ego nature mm-hmm. for the sake of ego and knowing when we do need to default to the, like, what is better for the collective? Right. So it's both the of balance those things. Of the two. Like, that is a topic. Cool. I don't know the answers. Yeah. I just know <laughs> it's a topic. Okay. Something and, to think about this year. And then the South Node is always where we're refining. Mm-hmm. So South Node will be in Libra, which is where we're looking at, you know, just the first thing comes to my mind is, you know, codependency. Mm-hmm. You know, where am I too... Uh, Clingy, dep- needy. Yeah, yeah. And dependent on others. Right. And that's one of the beautiful gifts of Aries. Um, Aries has so, as an archetype of an energy, has so many gifts mm-hmm. to give us. And I you love know, Aries. <laughs> it, well, it's true that they, because they understand their own energy very well. And in general, I'm speaking generally, that they, they aren't necessarily as offended by others. Yeah. You Th- know, thicker difficulty skin. with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, that's the too bad that for you. Apolo- <laughs> you know that that classic apology that's really not an apology. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Yeah. Like, that's I'm sorry you Aries. thought that. Yeah. Not. I am sorry. I did something that have has you feeling that way. Yeah. You know, there's a difference. It, and you know, hey, all good. We this this is the lesson we're all collectively learning. And then, of course, if you are born within the um, Aries Libra, Libra axis, mm-hmm. you, this will be you know a stronger lesson for you, or right. you know, getting getting support to do this work. So it's also that um, 
you know, no default refining our relationships. So we'll probably get some good headway. Like if you're in a marriage and a business partnership and whatever it is that you are contracted or an obligation to another, it helps give the tools you need to, oh, okay, we can work on this. Mm-hmm. You get to work on it constructively. You know, remember, Libra is Venus ruled, which is one of our benefics. Right. So what's interesting is we're switching from a benefic ruling the North Node right now right. to jumping over to ruling the other oh, sign. It's Venus, Mars, Venus, Venus Mars. Oh my gosh. I just yeah, put that together exactly. in my head. Okay. So we have the malefic and the benefic switching. switching. Yep. Which, hey, I I like a good benefic ruling a south node. Mm-hmm. It just tempers. Like it sweetens it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does sweeten it. Yeah. But what is kind of funny, like this segues us into the next order of business, which is Venus going retrograde. Mm, yes. So um, Venus goes retrograde days after this shifts. So it's oh. like she's thrown into the gauntlet. Like, okay. Right away, she's suddenly given responsibility uh-huh. for holding South Node issues. Ah. And she's in Leo, and she's feeling mighty fine. Like, <laughs> she's feeling hot. <laughs> on my throne. Yeah. And she will have just had a connection with her warrior Mars, you know, okay. like that, just that archetype when we're looking at these archetypes. Sounds like a rom-com. <laughs> feeling good. And then all of the sudden, like, stopping. Okay. At um, 28 degrees, 36 minutes of Leo. Little side note. (laughs) What's nice, it it will be trining a freshly changed, you know, node. uh, Sorry, north node in Aries. Beautiful. North node will be 29 Aries. And this counts. Sorry, I'm going technical. But we think of the motion. So, if they didn't miss the trine. They're making it. Because... 20, the, uh, okay, you look like you know. The nodes move retrograde. Exactly. Oh my God, See? I got it. My you, you literally watched my eyes like light up as I yeah. figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> That's it's like, you get it. So if Venus is moving retrograde and the nodes naturally move in a retrograde. Well, where it's stopping to retrograde because, okay. because the 29 Aries uh-huh. and 28. Normally, we would say if it was a planet, well, they feel each other, but they never made the trine because most things move um, direct. Right. So they would have not made it, mm-hmm. whether it, they're sitting next to each other and whatever, in whatever aspect. But because the North Node is moving backwards, it's getting ready to, it's moving in the direction. Cool. Whether Venus was direct or retrograde, it's just nice because it gets a little extra support over its entire, over itself, yeah. um, over its entire track okay. being retrograde. Technical stuff. Yeah, this is <laughs> boy. We probably would have edited it. Oh, but yeah, but you're, you're getting, getting it. You're getting the full cut. Up leveling your <laughs> extra education. Director's here. cut, extended edition. <laughs> and so, oh, and this was the other thing that okay. So, just a lot happening. Like I said, it's not just about when a planet changes signs or when it has its thing, its moment, its station moment. We look at the rest of the chart. We can gather, harvest intel from that. So it's nice. We have like these fresh notes like, okay, we have a new job assignment. Whew, okay, here we go. 
Um, it's also, so that happens at 6.32 p.m. Pacific time on July 22nd, Venus stationing retrograde, and then the sun is going to move into Cancer at 6.50. So less than 20 minutes later, we have this other super dynamic energy okay. of um, equinox. Yeah, summer begins. Or, or not equinox, what am I saying? Solstice, summer yeah. sol- summer solstice in the northern hemisphere. I was like, yes, equinox. <laughs> winter, <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. Winter in the southern. Okay. But we have a an, a big dynamic quarter change. Yep. So we're talking fresh new rules. And we will break this down even more intimately when we yeah, get to a this closer. time. But what um, I want to sort of give the... Um, bookends. This is always what I wish people had sooner, is knowing when the planet hits its shadow. So we're in the topic of Venus retrograde starting June 18th when it hits 12 degrees Leo. And so what happens is that's the degree that Venus is going to retrograde back to. Okay. So as it hits that, we're in a room Mm. even before uh, it goes retrograde. So we want to take notes as to the things coming up because more things come up. And the theme, our value, how we see ourselves, where we give our authority away because we think someone's better than us or Mm. it's not good enough or feeling envy because someone has something we don't have. And how come they got that Um, whatever podcast uh, guest um, invitation. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, or I don't know. I'm just trying yeah. to pick random things as I'm looking I'm at like, the microphone. Everything you said is relatable. <laughs> right. But it's, and it's all relatable. Yeah. And it's all that, like, oh, they don't love me. And I, it's self value, self worth. Yeah. And this is like our time to like pull it up and find value in ourself. The okay. other big thing. So then it will go direct. So I'll give this thing September 3rd. Venus will go direct at 12 degrees Leo. So the expansive um, space is 12 to 28 Leo. That's our window. That's what we're looking at. So you want to, again, when you look your chart up, see if you have anything in that window. In that window. And you'll feel this a little more intimately. But the other thing going on is Venus will have three squares in that period? With Uranus. Okay. Because Uranus is in Taurus still right. for a while. Okay. So it's going to hit that point three times? Three times. Okay. So it will hit it direct on July 1st. Okay. So this is what I mean. And these could be the moments of, <gasps> I feel very triggered. Okay. These are the zip the lip moment. You know, like we might feel, because it's Leo, it's fire in Taurus, stubborn. I'm right. Or I'm really hurt. Like it's a showdown. <laughs> it can be showdown, but we want to be able to go in. Saturn is just like wearing flowing robes now, you know. <laughs> at the spa. <laughs> at the spa. Like, Come here. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Uh-huh. Let's 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 work this out before like how where we're gonna wanna blame other people and it's all the answers are gonna be in your own self. Okay. That's what these things do. So then on August 9th, that's the second time, and this is when Venus is retrograde. So we get a hint July 1st. We get maybe the thing August 9th. And then the next one is when Venus is direct, which will be September 29th. Oh, wow. And so okay. these all happen at 21 and 22 degrees. So it's very... Okay. Because Uranus isn't moving much because Uranus is going to station 
um, and change directions during that time as well. So okay. it's doing its own thing, <laughs> doing its own thing, but they're both slowed down to do deeper work. That's okay. how I always look at it. Instead of looking at these things as challenging, it's okay, we're, we are being gifted an opportunity to do deeper work in something that m- usually moves so quickly, we don't complete it. It passes us by. And so this is relationship. Yep. I'm really focusing on relationship with self money, Mm -hmm. how you put yourself out there. You know, here's this North Node in Aries. Back we are to me, selfies, you know, (laughs) and just being, we'll probably see an uptick in like maybe over-glamorized and over just to, uh, you know, and then it being, you know, I don't know, mainstream news might say, this is causing harm to us. I don't know. Mm. It might already be out there. But (laughs) you get the point of what I'm saying so that we can just come to love. Like Leo is a heart. It's love. And giving ourselves permission to do what we want to do. Love that energy for the summer. Love that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Summer relationships will be hot. And also, I just have to make this little note as well that it's not long, it's like days apart where Chiron is going to station retrograde in Aries. So again, it's trining within that Venus retrograde in Leo. Okay. So And Chiron is the wounded healer. Yeah, so there's a wound theme, a healing, taking our power back. Mm-hmm. Those are the thematic influences. Cool. Um, so what does that say? We can really do some good work to get in there. Yeah. And fire, like it's more, has more volume. So it seems more, ah, but it's really good at getting this kind of work done. Yeah. And so it feels really good. So all summer, we're going to be leveling up our self-love and doing some beautiful yes. inner work. Exactly. Oh, my God. Wait, I love this whole year forecast. (laughs) Amazing. Obviously, we're going to get a little more into it um, with a bit more detail as we get closer to these different things. We'll break it up into pieces that you can digest a little bit more. But before we sign off, Shannon and I have been discussing, um, you know, in my education, (laughs) I can't even say it, education journey, um, some themes for each of the zodiac signs for this year. Would you say to go based off your rising for the most part or both? So, um, this is the thing I was going to explain to you that yeah. when you start doing um, writing horoscopes, that is one of the techniques is, um, you know, placing the sun on the ascendant. Right. So, whether you are sun or ascendant, um, this works. Okay. Because it is a, it's a technique. You just put... You just place the sun on the ascendant of wherever the sun is. If it's Aries ascendant, you know, Taurus ascendant. So both, they're interchangeable. It does work, but the ascendant is more precise Okay, for sure. So like if someone listening to this right now knows that, okay, I'm an Aries sun, but I'm a Gemini ascendant, I'm going to listen closely to my Gemini. Yeah, look at both. Okay. So both both are pretty applicable. Yeah, you can look at both and you see what it feels like, but... This is specific. Um, like it, it's there's no wiggle room with the ascendant. Okay, this is it. And um, a good thing to do, and you'll probably put in the show notes of how to get your own chart. Yes, when it allows you to do, um, you know, like personal, like your settings. Yeah, your settings. 
um, put whole sign. It just just make oh. it easier for yourself. Yeah, if you click like a little wheel, if you can edit the house system, set that to whole sign houses. It'll probably be default to something called Placidus. Yeah. Um, so switch it to whole sign. It's just easier to read at the beginning. It's just like so much easier. It's cleaner. <laughs> it, it is. It's yeah. cleaner. Um, so okay, themes for each zodiac sign for 2023. So if you are. Aries, and you did an amazing job when you wrote this. (laughs) It was great. Um, So Aries, you're dealing with 12th house themes. So Mm -hmm. that's, and what we're basing this off, by the way, is where Saturn is. So this is, because Saturn will be the theme driver (laughs) for two, for over two years, almost three years. Yeah. And it starts this year. And it starts this year. Yep. So... Just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Take your jacket off. You're in. You're here. Take, <laughs> Take your a load seat off. Belt off. Yeah. Take your shoes off. We're we're here. Yep. Yeah. We're um yeah we're not we're not moving from this place. So the good news is you have time to really work with this. So twelve. So sorry, Aries. Like you're gonna get like a little bit double whacked for like starting <laughs> mid mid this year. You know through because you know Saturn will be in your 12th, you know, starting March 7th. And then the nodes change. So this is where eclipses are. Mm-hmm. And this is where the good news is we get to fast track something. So what you are fast tracking mm-hmm. <laughs> is the opposite of your nature, um, which is ultimately, I like to say the house is the let go, let spirit, yeah. let God, God is whatever yeah. you know works for it's you. It's like the let go. Yeah, it's like surrender. Release where you you see where you don't have control, and um, this is why why I think it can be the house of self sabotage. Uh, you know, because yeah. it's when we step in our own way that when we were supposed if we sabotage ourselves, it was when we were supposed to be yielding to a situation, okay. including with our words. You know. Um, Aries have good words. Um, <laughs> they uh, so it's like retreating on the arguments and just they more than anybody can really move into that spiritualizing or expanding. You know, when we're talking about pineal gland health, you know, Aries rules the brain. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally the in head. the head, the yeah. brain. So. There's a lot if you just recede and go in and, like, if you want to launch things, Aries is so, like, an autopilot launch, which is helpful more than other signs. Um, and it is cardinal, but it's, like, cardinal, they mm-hmm. cardinal. And so, <laughs> it's good to, um, you know, you can benefit, though, from receding and you know, refining what you have. And then when we come out of it and, you know, when Saturn leaves Aries, uh, it's, I'm I'm sorry, Pisces moves into your sign, will Mm -hmm. bring structure and stability because it'll hit you next. So in three years. Yeah, in three years, then you're ready to go. And Saturn's like, I'm here with the building crew. Yeah. Like, that's how you should be looking at things. So, okay. so I could go on now. and on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Okay, Maybe so. it'd be faster if you just read it. Gosh. Nah. Um, okay. <laughs> it we'll sounds better it. coming from you. <laughs> okay. Taurus. Taurus. So, Taurus, then, the theme is going to be 11th house. So, we're looking at 11th house issues for the next, basically, three years. And the first thing 
that comes to mind with this is French groups, mm-hmm. tribes. Because Taurus is one of those super sturdy, loyal, there through the thick of it, the right or die. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is a good time to go, huh, you know, I think I've outgrown this. Yeah. There's um, the maturity and wanting, you know, there it, it because it's also those bigger, like, what's my impact on mm-hmm. the planet with the people? There's a maturity that is being interwoven for Taurus and being able to do something about it. So, yeah, those friend groups would be a reflection of that. Yeah. So, it's the transitioning out of just, okay, it's run its course, doesn't yeah. have to be a bad thing. Um you know, Uranus is still there, so there might still be some shake sudden shakeups. Yeah, but um, depending on where you are, you know, by degrees, but or it might have already happened, and now we're collecting new friends. But at some mm-hmm. point, we are bringing in, you know, new people in a place we can get those new tribes because, you know, Taurus isn't. It's it's a very static sign. It isn't out moving around yeah. is joining groups that have meaning and mm-hmm. testing them out like the Sierra Club, the whatever, you know, French club, I don't know. <laughs> Again, looking at you, I'm not going far. Um, you know, or it's just, you know, really some social justice, you know, group that you feel really aligned with and yeah. being able to do something. And you're going to find those people that you feel connected to, taking a dance class, doing some, going into interests. Remember, Saturn, Pisces, it's art. Your creativity. And your creativity and your body and getting your body into other groups where you're going to meet people that you you already, it's written in, you have have shared interests. So, um, yeah. Love that for Taurus. That's Taurus. Gemini. Gemini. So, we're zipping along. We're going backwards, as we can see, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Tenth. So, tenth. Career. Ah, this is nice. The other thing about Gemini just weaving in, um, you know, Saturn is bringing architecture, structure to the career, which Mm -hmm. is really nice in a, you know, flexible kind of way. Perfect fit. It's like whatever material you would use to survive earthquakes, Ooh, yeah, shock absorption. Yeah, shock absorption. Okay. It's like built out of that, that there's there's mobility, but there's also stability. Yeah. And it's going to be great for career advancement. Amazing. And at the same time, so the other little thing I was thinking is that the nodes are shifting into like being really able to help okay. Gemini's because it's going to be Aries and right. Training Libra. Style. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful too of you know, pulling up and out and placing you where you need to be. They're gonna have a good year. They're going I think they're gonna have a good year. Yeah. You know, it there will be more responsibilities because it's just Saturn tenth. I don't care what yeah, sign it's in. For sure. <laughs> they're in the overwhelm. Like, yeah. okay, I can't take on this many things. Right. Probably a lot of opportunities. Um, but just understand that those, you know, added responsibilities, being put in the lead, um, you know, all those pressures, it's taking you somewhere, cool. you know. So edit in that way. Edit pay, accordingly. The, yeah, the <laughs> payout will be later, but it's going to be a good payout. A good one. And then cancer. Cancer. Get out of your home and go travel. Go somewhere. <laughs> it's like get out of your house, house, cancer. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, 
Yeah, ni- ninth house is a good juicy house. I love the ninth. It's yeah, it's one of the auspicious houses, like in the house uh, strength and weakness. And so, um, when we think of travel, third house is the short term travel, which we'll get to that. That yeah, would be Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Long term travel is ninth. But I always say this that that longer stretch, it's when we need to experience another culture. Oh, yeah. It's like Open going— Open our worldview. Go, exactly. Going to a place where they speak a different language. They have a different order of things. And and it helps us become more understanding. Yep. Like, oh, they're not bad people. They just do this differently. Yes, I love that. And just experiencing that and being enriched by that. Mm-hmm. And that's also, I think, why, you know, it's also the— Bigger education, higher education. Yeah. Um, cancers will be craving, you know, just a little more... Um, like intellectual enrichment. The depth. Yeah. Going deeper on something, yeah, which I'm sorry, like I'm like, oh, my son, who is the cancer, yeah. will be going to graduate school probably so funny. I was like, time. get a master's degree, go book yeah, a trip. That's yeah, it. that's amazing. Okay, cancer, it's, you got your directions. Yeah. I hope that, that was, there you that was go. like really clear. <laughs> so yeah, you're up-leveling your base knowledge yes. and whatever it is. So do it. Don't miss this. It's yeah. an easy house. Go for it. Enjoy. You enjoy. just, you enjoy, Cancer. That's right. <laughs> okay, now Leo. Leo. As we go into, bum, bum, bum. Don't, don't, don't. Sorry, Leo. One of the harder houses. I think this is going to be good, though. There's, yeah. This is good. The eighth house sounds scary, but like Shannon said, opportunities. It is opportunities, but it is that, um, you know, we can call it karma, the karmic relations. Mm-hmm. It's um, traditionally, it's a house of death. Death, like with a TH, but also debt with like a BT at the end, right? Yep, death, debt, and um, inheritances and things of that nature. So we're dealing with other people's finances. Mm -hmm. That's the debt and death and inheritance. Like it's all in one. Okay. Where we're dealing with other people's resources. Yeah. So like across from like the wheel, if you're looking at eight, like across would be two, which would be like my money. money. And then eight would be other Other people's. people's. Okay. Yeah. So like including the bank, if you have, like Uh, when you go into debt, it's that you have somebody else's money. You have a karmic link with the bank now. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Cool. So this is another way to look at karma too, that it isn't just, you know, your Difficult. boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Karma is my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so, so Leo. So Leo is going, so there are a few topics for Leo um, because also eighth, we can look at in those power dynamics, the mm-hmm. power, what has control over you, what doesn't. And Leo is one of the signs. They may find that they are being handed power. So this may be more than any other sign. Be aware. <laughs> Every day. Eyes open. Of the Venus retrograde in Leo. So there's going to be some intel uh, coming in the summer. Yeah. During that. But it's that where am I drinking my own Kool Aid? Where am I letting this power go to my head? Ah. And where am I in service? Okay. Because that's what it's really for. You know, so that I think the ego dynamic can be a thing, but it's also there equally to move into that place of leadership. Within, um, like, oh, this, I am humble to the people that I am working with. I am the one who should be working the hardest. Right. And I don't want to make it so extreme that way, but it's just to kind of give the Leo energy that it isn't, like, leadership isn't for fame. Right. Or for notoriety. Attention. True leadership. And we know this. We see the good leaders. Mm -hmm. It's, 
Like that, that gets dry or old soon. If that isn't, you know, your thing, uh, yeah. you actually have to have responsibilities. So yeah. that that's the thing with the Leo, the car, the karmic things, and and looking at debt, um, also doing investments that you're going to have something that will pay off later. So knowing, right. okay, if I'm going to invest in this, I better like not touch it. Yep. So I get that ROI and default to somebody else's wisdom in this. Like that's another big thing. Uh. Where okay. Leo will be looking to default to those who know better and don't be embarrassed or feel like you're less than because you don't know something. Yep. That's, again, the sign of a really good leader knows who have, who, which people have the strength and which don't. Okay. I, why would I, I it, it's stupid for me to do this when, and try to make face, knock like I know what I'm doing when right. I don't, to just allow somebody else and then people receive you better too. Okay. So that's, yeah. Would I this be a good strong. year for them to hire a financial advisor? Um, yes, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what cool. we're talking about. All right, Leo, yeah. you, you got the directions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Virgo. Okay. Virgo. Okay, so Virgo, we are now in the seventh um, relationships. Is it me? <laughs> Am I the one at fault? What did I do wrong? <laughs> Am I the drama? <laughs> I the, it, well, no, but like really it's like the opposite of that. Okay. Where it's like the chronic taking responsibility for everybody else's difficult, you know. Oh, you mean my entire personality? <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, and being able to find that place because they're, you know, Virgo is already in the sweat lodge if you just like you know it'd be good a sweat lodge. they're stripping down and they're in it with the fire turned on like they don't they're the biggest worker on self of anybody you know yeah you know just giggling. looking at you um <laughs> she's like yeah I know. I know but it's that removing self-judgment yeah you know um and also working on relationships yeah you know and so Whenever I say relationship, I just mean you to another. Mm -hmm. It's that best basic friend, best friend, business partner, one parent to one. Yeah, when they are receiving your energy and you are receiving their energy, yep. there is a refinement because we already have South Node and Libra, and um, this is where Saturn's going to be. It's working on you in relationships, and let me tell you, this is the time where you can bring in that permanent long-term relationship like that is so you're doing that work and it's been in the sixth just like yeah. knocking you down on self-refinement <laughs> actually <laughs> like that's where it just came from yeah okay and so you're ready like you're ready but you want to go into it self-identified so this right. helps you be self-identified before you merge with another beautiful business romantic it doesn't matter yeah so oh, good year for us virgos good I, I really do think it is you can be liberated you have an opportunity to liberate yourself from that self-negative talk. Right. And with the South Node in Libra, like refining codependency, I feel like yes. that's another little boost. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, speaking of Libra. 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 <laughs> so, Libra, we're doing a little switcheroo here, where Libra will have Saturn in the sixth. So, mm -hmm. this is like really, Libra's doing the self-refinement. Yes. Health um, and unhealth, right? Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah, the house, so the sixth house. Mm -hmm. um, 
I always, yeah, call the sixth house. It's it's not a pleasant house in ancient astrology. Right. I mean, I think it's bad fortune. Oh, God. <laughs> like okay. what they literally call it. But if you get sick, that's not good. Back then, they didn't. Right. Like, if you were sick, you probably— It's a death like, sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Versus, like, now maybe it's an opportunity to figure out how to treat your body better. Exactly. Yeah. And you might not have anything tracking right now, but you can invest in your health like th- this more than any other time. Yeah. And a sixth house Saturn transit. (laughs) Exactly. And finding the things that work for you and don't work for you and using diet and herbs. And if you are someone that takes any kind of drugs, and I'm throwing pharmaceuticals in there, Mm -hmm. this would be a time to talk to your doctor about making a transition plan and seeing if there are alternative ways to do that. Because it will catch up with you in this cycle. Um, if you don't take care of those things, you know, and just, again, like working with your doctor, but yes. whatever we do gives us, like, it's just putting whatever your maximum deposit in your 401k, I don't know, like more, like yeah. you get to do double, triple, you know, adding in during this cycle. Love that. Um, so self-refinement, your health, your mental health too. Yeah. And like by changing your routines and, you know, shifting routines. Like perfect so, for New Year's resolutions, like from the so classic, classic perspective. Yeah, totally. That's that's yep. a Libra year. So that, yeah, is is actually good. Like I I am Libra and I'm get, I'm actually getting really excited as I'm yeah. like, oh, that's me. Oh, I get to do Yay. the health stuff. But I'm the same way. I'm like, I actually like what you're talking about. <laughs> I do better when I'm when I'm leveled health. Yeah. And I put in good program. I, I end up better than I was before. There's so much payoff. There's so much payoff. Okay. Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because Scorpio, like so the first You've had a time. <laughs> you've had a time. You're still having a time. And South Node, you know, let's be real, we'll still be in Scorpio until July 17th. What's nice is Saturn moving into Pisces. There's a trine, and then it's in your fifth. It's in your fifth house. The fun house. <laughs> Which is the fun house. So that, and this can be a challenge for Scorpio to lighten up, <laughs> to not process everything down. And I think that it will help, um, you know, do some drying up some of the water. Okay will be helpful, even though it seems very wet. It's, you know, you know what I mean? It's like that, okay, it isn't, it isn't so humid that I can't move. Can't breathe. Or it, yeah, you know, you know what I, yeah, yeah, that I can't breathe. So that kind of is the um, challenge to like, you know what, I'm going to let these people figure it out for themselves. I'm going to just be in my own self. And this is what I want to do and give, give permission for that. But the the big thing, once you find like a place where you can just, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scorpio's like wincing right now. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to let it go. For sure. You know, <laughs> it's like the, only the hardest thing to do for Scorpio. Yeah. But if you work on it, that this is the reason why I'm mentioning it, is you have more support over three years to do this work. Yeah. And so then what happens is we have... um you're the manifester of the Zodiac and being able to, you know, contain power. You're the alchemist of the Zodiac. And we're in a place that would be the womb where we give birth to to literally where we 
physically make children, but also we birth our ideas. And yeah. so it is the house of creativity. So can you imagine like Scorpio is getting a um, well-needed boost? Yeah. I think that Scorpios will be one of the ones that you know, hopefully feel a little more buoyant, um, at least have a place to put the energy. Yeah, I you love know? that. So Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius. Um, the focus for Sag will be fourth house issues, mm -hmm. which is home family. So, and I always, th this isn't ancient astrology. This is <laughs> Shannon astrology, but I like to look at the fourth as like a root chakra. It's literally the base. It's where we ground. Yeah. It's where we're... It's the root. It's the root. Yeah. This is where we root in. That's why, you know, like our childhood conditions are there. Yeah. But also like the family that like whether the family we were in or what I'm looking at with this is refining the family that we are currently a part of, cool. you know, and the family that we have. Um, this is going to be a topic. And it is nice because it does bring stabilization. Which is nice for Sag. Which is which is nice for Sag, yeah, because yeah. Jupiter's had a lot going on too. It's ruling planet, and so we have that Taurus stabilization of Jupiter, the ruling planet Jupiter, right. and kind of that ah oh, feeling at home. You know, there's Saturn, so so there's a lot of um, stabilization, we'll mm -hmm. say, for Sag and getting comfortable. Probably this is just Astro 101, um, working at home. Having yeah. a job that allows you to work at home. A lot of people do already, yeah. so this isn't an innovative thought. But it could be a shift for someone. Maybe yeah. they haven't been working at home or they get a job change where now that's a possibility. Right. Okay. And um, renovating the home, that's a big thing okay. that will probably happen. Saturn loves construction. Yeah. <laughs> and renovation. Like, uh -huh. that's its whole job. And so with the Pisces spin on it, it kind of has a, um, what's the word? It has, like, it's what really nourishes you and feeds you. Yeah. The art part, you know, and being surrounded by beauty, yeah. you know, will be a big part of it. So, yeah, Sag kind of has, like, that stability. Stability will be coming in. I think that's going to be a key word cool. there. Well, stability at home sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so good for you, Sag. <laughs> like, maybe changes at home, but then... You know, in a way that provides grounding. stability. Yeah, exactly. And then this is too a good time to invest in property, land, ah. or buy a home. Like probably an opportunity that Sag Luck may come in to do something like that, or maybe there's like, okay, here's some financial. Are we gonna, are we gonna renovate our own house or are we gonna? Buy a, buy a property. property. Like, yeah. So that may be a topic that comes up, and there's no cool. right answer. It's like whatever you yeah. feel. How so. exciting. So, yay. Go Sag. Go Sag. Okay. Um, Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> so, as we kind of mentioned before, the Cancers are getting the ninth house bigger expansive travel. Mm -hmm. Capricorn, the little travel, because yeah. they're so 
traumatized after the last five <laughs> years of their set. It's like, okay, I could just take the train up. Yeah, up, up the coast or up something. Up the coast yeah. or somewhere different. Nice little road trip. Hit the mountains um, for a weekend. <laughs> but it is like coming out of seriousness because they've really had to be, both, you know, both Cap and Aquarius, Aquarius. Yeah. you know, have had to shoulder a lot of the serious energy and the bigger things. And it's real. Like, I'm not trying to minimize. It's like, lighten up. It's <laughs> like, for real. Like, yeah. they've had to do some really big work, but it's okay. It's like, even with the work that's still there and the, what, you know, the world's still not going to be perfect. Right. But they can relax a bit. It's like, to open that door a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And just be able to, um, yeah, this would be giving time to, like, even read a book or do the little <laughs> having time i think that this is what capricorn's going to be doing or has the opportunity is to carve out time for the little things it's not about i'm either on vacation or i'm working uh, you know what i mean integrating integrating yeah. little bits mm-hmm. you know it's third house so it's that transient energy yeah you know like you don't need 2 weeks pto to imbue a little bit of this exactly. nice relaxation time into your routine exactly okay. and just um, like they're the ones like speaking about writing your memoir, mm-hmm. you know, they just went through some stuff. So yeah. <laughs> write it down. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Like what was that? And you might like be, it's being reflective. Yeah. Like that is a reflective time. Um, so yeah, that uh, another one. I love it. Scorpios and Capricorns. Yeah. Lighten you've done, you've, <laughs> you've just worked really hard. Like yeah. that's where this is coming from, not from a judgment of you're too, you know, serious or uptight. It's just you've earned, earned. <laughs> letting go a little bit. Yep. You know, and it's okay. And if things fall apart, let it. Let them figure it out. I love that. <laughs> just that's the mic drop energy for you. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And it and it ends up being better because then they have to figure things out and you will like working with them better when they're holding their own weight. Love it. So Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> Money. Second house. But I also like to look at this as I always use resources. Mm-hmm. It's being judicious with your resources. Yeah. And I mean that even as time, yeah. you know, and your stuff. Aquarians are going to be assessing their stuff, yeah. I think. And, um, you know, just what do I need? What don't I need? You know, Saturn's been really teaching. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I think, a really good time to kind of dial more into self as far as like, what are those talents and gifts that I haven't nurtured in the past? You know, my abilities. You yeah. know, that that is, I love, that's more of a modern mm-hmm. spin on second, but I love it. I love looking at talent as a resource. I think that's exactly. so beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. And Aquarians are, you know, they're so busy having to say the things that nobody else is saying. Like, they really are the ones who are out there. You know, we wouldn't know about a lot of things and what's, yeah. you know good for the whole without them. It's so true. I'm thinking of a dear Aquarius friend who is a human encyclopedia. Amazing. Just knows everything about everything. And anytime there's like a ballot and I don't know who someone is on the ballot. Perfect. Immediate text. Sorry, Haley. Um, Just every single time. But that's amazing because they do, they go in and Mm -hmm. they know and they are the activist of the Zodiac. And so... You know, what I'm looking at, too, not to take your activism voice away, but maybe, 
Like you invest in yourself by taking, you know, a writing course or a language course. Like how do I say the same thing without it, you know, somebody feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Forget it. I'm too far behind. I can't even jump on the the train going at this speed so that you can reach more people. You know, that's what I would have Aquarians do. And, And again, money. It's just really, this is... This is money time. And, you know, you may be making money. Saturn is not, like, it, again, slows things down, but it gets you in a place to do what you need to do for your longer term. Yep. Long-term payoff. So that's Aquarius. And um, Pisces. Pisces. (sighs) First house. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) We made it. It's so funny. The, um, yeah, Pisces are waking up. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, Oh, oh it's time to get up. <laughs> you know, Jupiter has gone through its sign, you know, its own. Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces. Mm-hmm. And now Saturn's entering first house, you know, if we're looking at it this way, um, and saying, okay, I have to bring structure into my life. A bit of what I said of the same of the Saturn and Pisces natives, where yep. I think that this will be a very positive um cycle sometimes things will feel more real than you want it to feel but have strategies like put boundaries up with people that are pu- pulling on you in that way yeah. and just okay you know so boundary would be a key word um putting a boundary around literally the energetic field of the self yeah you know no Learn how to say no. Pisces is like, what did you just say? Um, I don't know that word. (laughs) And and saying no to self, too. It's like, oh, I really want that. I really want this thing. It's going to make me temporarily feel better. Like when we were speaking a little bit about like those who are on, you know, whatever kind of drugs, alcohol, just Mm -hmm. anything that any substance that Mm -hmm. alters your state of being. I'm not saying like cold turkey, but just having an awareness of what does it feel like to be in my own mind as opposed to an altered mind. Yeah. And just being able to, that's just what I mean by when I use the word judicious, it's just being aware. Like just having an awareness of like, oh, okay, I think I'll just use this for special, like on the weekends or whatever. (laughs) I love that this is where my Pisces thing is going. (laughs) The drugs. You know, and it's not just... You know, physical enhance enhancements or mental enhancements. Yeah, um, it's just anything that alters your perception, right? And where we feel addictive. Yeah. Okay. So, which could be might like, be addicted to working out, like a hobby, a person, like yeah, <laughs> or just going into such massive overwhelm. Like that's sort of what I'm looking at. This that Pisces tends to be an overwhelm, and it's not their fault. Like for real, just the energy just keeps coming in until. It's manually, the door is manually shut. Yeah. And it's not natural like it is for other people. And so Saturn kind of comes in as that consultant. Like I'm just thinking of the, you know, like a hoarder situation or an organizer, like <laughs> right. a professional organizer. Marie Kondo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You're Rolls getting a on cosmic in. Marie Kondo coming in going, I'm going to help you go through all this and you're going to be a better person. Like, by the end of this, it's like, imagine you're going to own your life. Yeah. So, it's it's it can be a good thing. And again, because Pisces is not generally the most grounded person in the room, mm-hmm. this puts, ah, it puts structure. Yeah. It's like, like my hand just, I'm always using my hands. It's like the <laughs> helium balloon where you grab it 
and it gets that rock tied to the bottom of it. Like Yes, I use uh, that all the time. I'm like, I need a paperweight to my balloon. So yes. I can like float so around. So you're still floating. Yes. But there's somebody's gotcha. Got a little Something's anchor. gotcha. Yep, yeah. totally. That's one of my favorite things. That's how I feel about my Gemini Mars. Um, <laughs> but this is great. It's kind of like a getting your life together transit, but in a fun way. In a fun way. And just yeah. really focused on self. Yeah, and it feels good. First house is the most you. And it is another one to wire in, um, you know, healthy habits Habits yep. of okay. moving your body, eating well, because that's how I look at the, you know, first house is the house of health, sixth house is the house of not health. Yeah. Like, what happened? I didn't deal with my first house very well. Oh, and you make it all the way around to six, and then it's like, oops. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The so, drugs. There we go. We made it. Shannon, thank you. This was a doozy of an episode, but we've got a big year ahead of us and you have been the most wonderful cornerstone of this podcast. We've only been in existence for about six months and your lessons and your forecasts have been the most popular episodes. Everyone's loving it. Thank you for giving your time so willingly and selflessly to educate all of our listeners, to help us learn and level up and feel more in touch with ourselves and the world around us. So thank you for everything you've done this year. My pleasure. And I just love how much people are using astrology. I think it's the astrology that they're interested in. That's amazing. And you, girlfriend. Come on. (laughs) But thank you. And um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. We're doing it live. Thanks. Okay, so that's going to do it. Again, save and download this episode to refer back to throughout the year so you can keep adding to your astrological knowledge and get some reminders of what's going on at any particular moment in 2023. If you're ready to learn more about astrology and be the mystic one in your group of friends, the one who translates the stars, Shannon is kicking off more Astrology Foundation coursework in 2023. Take some classes with me. I'll be in literally all of them so we can be study buddies. Head to her site, moongathering.com. I will hyperlink in the description. Get the newsletter. Get on that list. You can be notified when courses are starting up. Also, fun fact, I'm on that newsletter team, so you'll be getting some star-studded love notes in your inbox from yours truly. This is also our last call of 2022 to join our Patreon. There is no expiration date or anything. I just wanted to remind you that we have one. It's <laughs> patreon.com slash thisisfinepodcast. I have so many fun ideas for you for the show next year. I can't wait to get it all rolled out for you. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful, restful, restorative few weeks filled with all the joy your sparkly little heart can ever dream of. I'm wishing you a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, any other wintry holiday that sets your heart aglow and gives you the warm and fuzzies. If you miss me too much between now and then, first of all, I get it. I would miss me too. But for real, if you need another episode, go to our girl Jenny Gaither's podcast. It's called Mind Your Confidence and listen to our last episode about lessons we've learned in our late 20s slash early 30s. And yes, there is a little bit more astrology from Shannon's lesson in there too. And obviously I'll hyperlink you as well. Okay, can you tell I'm not good at goodbyes? I'll never let you go, Jack. Just kidding. It's time to go. I see you. I love you. I'm so excited to be here with you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. You're fine. We're fine. This is fine. (laughs) Fabienzo. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 